had a chance to talk to Darren Brown. Darren is uh, one of the people, the driving forces, behind Long COVID Physio, a great resource that, well, spans the globe, seeking to answer some questions about Long COVID. Uh, they're putting on a forum. We get into why it's not a conference, it's a forum. It'll be a live stream event that yours truly is going to get to be the master of ceremonies once I figure out what master of ceremonies means. Uh, the event is September 9th and 10th. We've got the details about the event that you can be a part of as well as watching the replay. Uh, link will be in the show notes. But we get into the not just the, the details about the forum, the why behind it and what you can learn if you come to an event like this. I mean, this is a, a condition that didn't exist just a couple of years ago, and now it does. But the bright side is there is an entire army of people trying to figure out what to do about it. And Darren's one of them, one of many. Uh, take a listen to Darren as he explains what's going to go on and why you should come on out and what, what they've been doing to create an event. If you're ever looking to create an event, listen to how Darren and the group was so intentional with the end in mind the whole time. Thanks to our friends from CBDRX4U.com. That's your CBD store. Get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. Also, our friends at MW Therapy. An EMR is to a physical therapist as a hammer is to a carpenter. You deserve to love using yours. If you want to try something customizable, something better, check out MWTherapy.com, where switching your EMR is easy. And Jackson Therapy Partners. They provide awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. JacksonTherapy.com. All right, let's take a listen to when we sat down and talked to Darren from across the pond. Let's kick this thing off. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. Uh, Darren Brown, welcome back, man. Good to see you on the screen and, and good to hear your voice. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me back. Um, I wanted to go through, uh, as a guy who came from communications b before I came to physio, there's the, there's the six W's and it's like so iconic. People have heard of it, but that's how my brain works, right? Who, what, where, when, why, and how Yep. we sneak the how in there. We say H O W that counts. Um, but you've got a great event, but I don't want to talk about the event first. Sure. What I want to talk about first is what you find out when you actually go to your website, which is longcovid.physio. And I love this statement. Outside of the logo, the biggest words that are on there is our website is for everybody living with long COVID and anyone wanting to learn more. And as a communications guy, I'm like, whoever designed this website, that statement, you understood the assignment is the kid. <laughs> right? Because no, because that statement doesn't really say a lot about you, Darren, or the lots of other people that are involved in long COVID physio. Um, first of all, the website is a resource for, and I don't have to like get too creative to let people know what it is for anybody living with long COVID and wanting to learn more. And this is something that did not exist, or we weren't talking about this a couple of years ago, and now we are. Um, so talk more about that. Who very succinct statement on the website. I think you've got it on point, but talk more about that. Who, why did you start? Why did this organization come about? And then we'll talk about the cool thing that's going to happen. That's going to bring people together in real time. Yeah, well, well, thank you for that little uh, plug for the beginning of the website as well, because that, that came from listening to people's opinions, actually. And we reacted um, because Long Covid Physio 
is an international uh, patient-led association of physiotherapists living with long COVID and our allies. And we work across particular pillars, uh, which is uh, advocacy, education, and also peer support. And so when we first set up in November 2020, it was just a, a small group of us that were physiotherapists or physical therapists, depending on where you are in the world, uh, that were living with long COVID. And that's something that I have experience of myself. And um, we wanted to connect with other people that might have had similar experiences. And that's where we started. Um, and actually, our website kind of exploded from that because we realized that there was lots of thirst and hunger for knowledge. And we didn't necessarily have all the knowledge, but we were willing to share what we did have and what we were prepared to continue to work towards. And the reason that that strap line is right there at the beginning of the website is because we did respond to feedback, which is people thought that it was just for physios. And that's yeah. not the case. Our website is for anybody because it's one of our primary areas of uh, practice, which is it's about education. It's about translating knowledge and helping people access the right things at the right time. Uh, resources, a forum, a way to share information. You know, I, I work with organizations to help bolster their communications in and around the world of physio. And I always use this for the podcast listeners. I'm holding up my, my, my hand. I got five fingers in a palm. That website's going to be right in the middle of the palm. And anything you do that leaves it should draw everybody back to that website. So if you're looking for a resource, you've been listening to this episode for just a couple of minutes. You could stop right now and still gain a lot of information just by going to longcovid.physio. Correct. Now, You've got an event coming up in just a couple of days. The date being, what is it? It's in 10 days time from today. So that'll be the 9th and 10th of September, 2022. And the name of the event is the Long COVID Physio International Forum. And our strap line for this is we're bringing the lived experience to long COVID disability and rehabilitation. Now I get the uh, the honor. I mean, I don't like, do I wear a tuxedo? I think I might wear a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can wear whatever you want as long as Please it's not a birthday suit, right? <laughs> When we when we chatted briefly about me, like what would be involved in my, you know, hosting and, and really just segueing and, and maybe ho uh, uh, moderating some questions and, and facilitating those, you um, you took the time to highlight that it's not a conference. And there's a re you you chose you used words very inten intentionally and not a conference but a forum. Why did you use that word? There's been a lot of preparatory planning and preparation going into this event. And a lot of that has been really intentional about ensuring that um, everybody gets a voice. And so we felt that actually conferences have a particular, um, I suppose, way of functioning, which is often there's invited speakers, those speakers speak and the delegates listen. And then maybe if it's an in-person event, you might get to mingle and share and whatever else. But, you know, there's a lot of online and we've all been to those online conferences and we've all felt like we're not part of it. And so we decided that we wanted to be really intentional about trying to make something that was one disability inclusive, but also really inclusive for delegates, which is that there's a way for everybody to be engaged, have a voice and join the conversation even if you're not a speaker. So that's why we've called it a forum. And this actually comes from some of the work we've done in other areas of practice, uh, where it's, it genuinely is bringing people together to share ideas, generate knowledge, and translate that into meaningful outputs. 
All right. So talk a little bit about, uh, we talked about the who it's for, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty general, but specific, anybody living with long COVID and anybody wanting to learn more. Um, let's, let's talk about who, who they'll be able to learn from and the things they'll be able to learn. Not just what unidirectional, I think is, is the mm. idea of a forum and not a conference conference, very unidirectional. You come, you sit, you're passive. The people on stage are a- active. This way is very two way. So talk about some of those people who are going to be sort of the catalysts for conversation. Absolutely. And I think that's a really nice way of describing our speakers as like catalysts for conversation. So um, we have 84 speakers and we have speakers that are from all around the world, 19 different countries that our speakers come from, um, that covers high, middle and low income settings. And also obviously many places where English is not a first language. Um, We have 17 different sessions that we're running and we've actually designed them to be diverse in their own way. Uh, so we have different session types throughout the forum. Um, but the the speakers that we have are wide and diverse. But one of the things that we're most proud about is that over 50% of our speakers have lived experience of long COVID, disability or other healthcare condition. Over 70% of our speakers are um, are of uh, female gender identity and also a third of our speakers are from black, Asian and minority ethnic um, backgrounds or in for North America BIPOC. So we've been really intentional in our speakers as well about who we wanted to be at the table to be those catalysts for conversation. And so there's been purposeful diversity in who is speaking. Um, And so there's been a lot that's gone into um, collaborating to have a, an incredible lineup of speakers. And I think we've done a really good job. I'm really proud of who's coming yeah. to join us to be you, these catalysts of conversations. You thought about it. It was intentional. You thought about, you know, Stephen Covey has that seven habits of highly successful people and and, and habit two is the only one I actually remember, actually. I don't remember any of the other. I mean, I, I probably remember that, but number two is start with the end in mind. So it sounds like you thought about what you wanted this to feel like and and, mm-hmm. and what the experience would be like and sound like and look like. And then you said, okay, if that's, if that's what we want in the end, let's work backwards. Who do we need to invite to the table? Who do we want to attend? Well, if we don't see people from different countries, if it's just the US or the UK, or we're only going to see those people in the audience. Yep. We can't just invite those people and then expect them to show up. We need to be intentional. It sounds like you did that. How you're doing it, too, is different. A lot of times, it very much is a person on stage or a person on screen with a bunch of people in this virtual audience. And that's the format. Format Presenter, active, and audience passive. You've got a bunch of different types of setting of talks, which is just bound to give you different results when you put people in different situations, different things come out of them. Talk about a couple of those and what people can expect, different ways to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got, I'd say like our three main different session types. We've got science, we've got discussion, and we've got workshop. So the reason that we have these different session types is so that we've all got Zoom fatigue, right? Or online forum conference fatigue. So it's trying to create some diversity in that, but also to give us opportunities for different styles of interaction and learning. So science, it's pretty much what it says on the tin. It's going to be a bit like a didactic teaching session. It's your classic kind of like focus symposium style presentation at a conference, but to be disability inclusive and community engaged, We've broken that down. So what we what you give the presenters is 10 to 15 minutes to present all their science. And they've got to be succinct because people that might have cognitive dysfunction associated with uh, uh, long COVID may not be able to absorb too much information. So you've right. got to get to the points quick. But it's then followed by a community-led panel to summarise what they've presented and what it means to community. 
Another session type is a discussion panel. So this is no PowerPoints allowed. They're barred, they're illegal. Uh, it is about the actual conversation. So we've got a chair that may or may not have experience in the field of long COVID. So bringing a different lens to this. And we also have an entire panel of people that are really representative of lots of different settings, experiences, countries, and lived experience. So it's not just people with long COVID. We've got people with experience of other disabilities and other healthcare conditions in those discussion sessions too. And then the third one is a workshop. So a workshop is breaking down those hierarchies of knowledge and power by saying it's not just the person that's presenting that has knowledge and understanding of what's going on. Everybody can contribute. So what a workshop is, is we're basically using a Zoom breakout room feature and we're going to have facilitated breakout rooms for everybody to be able to contribute their experiences. So, for example, a topic might be things like pacing. So pacing is really complicated to do. And actually, it's together we can learn and translate and share. And so that's how we're doing that. But the last thing we're also doing, which is, I hope, not too unique to many people, but I think is kind of fun anyway, uh, is we're using Padlet. So the idea being is that obviously people can use chat boxes on online portals but you know the chat features just end up a massive stream it gets lost in the consciousness no one can follow what's going on it just ends up being too much information so we've created a padlet so that actually you can have organized focused columns of sessions and everybody can join the conversation there they can share resources information if they've got a video of something that they want to share or a particular publication it can all be shared on the padlet and so we're trying to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to engage and participate and be an active delegate throughout all of our different sessions. Intentional, starting with the end in mind. Um, we're taught in communications to, to focus more on the benefit before the feature. So I want to talk about the benefit of something that I think is really great. Um, you talk about accessibility. Um, you talk about the feature first is we were playing around with it, but we're going to be able to actually have um, subtitles in real time. So people are going to be able to access that. So that's the feature. But the benefit is that's going to it's going to open this up to an audience who might not be able to keep up or might not be able to um, to participate. We were having some fun with accents and some of the words, you know, maybe 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 it doesn't know how to translate just yet. But listen, these things will get smarter. But it sounds like accessibility in terms of keeping those science discussions short, sweet and to the point. And that's not just I mean, this from a communications guy near and dear to my heart if you can't explain it in 15 minutes you haven't tried you haven't practiced or maybe you don't understand it so <laughs> i think giving people guidelines and saying hey i need you to discuss this in 15 minutes is is fantastic for people with uh with cognitive issues or not so intentionality there and keep it moving you've got two days how many how many presentations 80 something like 80 that four speakers but we've got 17 different sessions but the other intentional thing that we have there about accessibility and disability inclusion is actually how we have purposefully factored in more comfort and rest breaks between sessions than you might ordinarily expect and so what that is enabling is more people to pace their activities if they are living with an energy limiting healthcare condition in terms of being able to participate in the forum so we've not only done that for 
accessibility reasons, but then it also means that people that can't participate in everything will be able to catch up on things on demand because we're going to be recording it too. Right. Um, if you're really tone deaf, if you're really tone deaf to say pacing is important and, and breaking things down into smaller tasks is important and then not do that. So again, <laughs> intentional and starting yeah. with the end in mind. Um, Indeed. What what excites you? What are the things and, and people that jump out at you? I know we've got Emma Stokes, who's the president of World Confederation for uh, for Physio, and we've got David Petrino, who's been on the show numerous times. He's also my boss at the Abilities Research Center in Mount Sinai. They're they're the keynotes. Um, anything else like topics that jump out? I won't put you on the spot because if you say one, you're not uh, saying. I, I, so I've been intimately involved along with our forum planning committee in meeting, planning and preparing with every single speaker. And so I'm not going to say that I've got key favourites, but what I'm really excited about, I'm really excited about giving platform to people that haven't ordinarily been able to share their voice. And I think that that's what we're doing more of by having more people at the table. And I think that we are seeing more and more in long COVID that activism is critical and important, but we need to make sure that everybody gets a voice from all over the world. And I think that we clearly can see in the context of long COVID that a lot of the voices are from high income countries, Northern, Northern European countries, North American countries. But in this forum, we are, yes, more represented by those areas but they're not our only representation and so that actually is what really excites me it really excites me that our intentionality of inclusion and diversity and therefore the opportunity for belonging is there it sounds like you're starting with the end and i mean it's funny how these episodes wind up having a theme but you don't see it until you're like three quarters of the way through it and to me i keep, <laughs> I keep having that stephen covey start with the end in mind it sounds as if um we can get caught online or in person in silos where we just keep hearing the same thing in the echo chamber. And we say, we need to break this, but nobody does anything about it. Well, it sounds like you've intentionally done something about it. And the other word that um, I liked that you used here was you're creating a platform. You're not creating an agenda. You're creating a platform for those people that you've been listening to and pay and being intentional for you're creating this stage right you're creating the madison square garden of or the wembley of and you're saying we want to come put these people on this this platform to stand so we can all learn from it together and i think that the platform is a really good idea as well because you know for me the idea of a platform has more than one meaning it's not it's also a bit like a, a foundational level to build upon and i think that this is the first international forum that is led by patients living with long COVID and it is for multiple areas, uh, multiple different types of delegates. So it's for people living with long COVID, it's for, it's for clinicians, it's for academics, it's for policymakers, it's for commissioners, it's for anybody that is genuinely interested in long COVID disability and rehabilitation, but it's led by people living with long COVID. And I think that with so many of our speakers having lived experience, I think what it really does is it does create that platform, that building block, that starting point for further and future collaborations. And this is one of our taglines at Long COVID Physio. It's one of our values. It's about connecting to create change. And I see that this forum is another opportunity to elevate what connection can do for creating change. So we are really looking forward to seeing what the outputs are. But I think what I'm so excited about is just to see how the forum ends up being. I think it's the, 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 
the speakers we have are amazing. <laughs> and I think that what we're going to see is that with all of the engagement opportunities for all of our delegates, and we've got over 400 people registered already, and there's 10 days still to go, you know, we have got so many people that are coming to join this conversation. And I think it's just going to be so exciting to see how this all comes together and, and see how it ends up evolving. I jotted down the word connection. You're saying that was that was important to connect, and that that's really evident, even in something subtle or maybe not so subtle, which is the long COVID physio logo. It really has that connection and all the different points that come together. Um, you can follow along on the socials. I want to make sure if you if this is the type of information you'd like to continue to have because this is a topic that is evolving over time. Uh, check out at long COVID physio. I want to I want to just mention some of the some of the sessions. We'll just kind of tease a couple. Again, it is Friday. Uh, September 9th and Saturday, September 10th, longcovid.physio uh, underneath the forum tab. Dr. Emma Stokes kicks off with a keynote. We have a science session, health systems and rehabilitation care. What is safe long COVID rehabilitation? That one jumped out at me because we're still answering that question. That is changing. And some of the work that some of my colleagues do at the Abilities Research Center, they wind up bringing to me some really bad examples. I won't even mention where those come from. And they say, this is this is dangerous, what this person over here is saying, because we know A, B, and C, but they're saying X, Y, and Z. And um, the phrase that comes to mind in, in my brain is confused people don't. And the reason I picked that phrase is if there is a physio out there that's getting conflicting information about what to do, A is saying one, B is saying something drastically different, that that provider or that person living uh, with long, uh, long COVID is now confused. And you know what they do? Nothing. And that's not that's not on, that's not their fault. They're confused. So that's why I think a forum like this alleviates confusion, clarity and competency. And then you eliminate the confused people don't. That is 100% a hope and an aspiration. Um, there is a lot of conflicting information out there, particularly when it comes to safe rehabilitation, which is why front and center, what is safe rehabilitation, is a discussion panel, 45 minute discussion panel. And I think that's one of our largest discussion panels, actually. I think we've got about eight people on that discussion panel and they come from all walks of life, lots of different experiences to genuinely get to the bottom of what that is about. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the second day's uh, keynote, Dr. David Petrino from Mount Sinai and the Abilities Research Center, uh, a workshop testimonial injustice and empowering conversations in healthcare, episodic disability, daily daily activities and work. Uh, again, two days worth of information. I also think that people should pay attention to just the connections to other people that you're going to wind up making or finding some voices that are trying to find some answers in this. Absolutely. And so, you you know, those words, testimonial injustice, doesn't mean anything to anybody. It's about the experience of feeling that, that, that your healthcare providers or the people around you are gaslighting you uh, and what that may mean in healthcare contexts. So it's about how we can use a workshop to bring lots of experiences together to find out how we can best manage that, whether that be from the clinician or the lived experience side, um, because everybody is going to be in the workshops from all directions. Uh, this thing doesn't happen um, with one person or one group. There's also some sponsors. You want to thank some people who helped make this happen and help support it? 
Absolutely. So we're really thankful, not only to our partners who we're doing this with. So we're doing this with Rocky Mountain University. So if you are registering, you'll see that that's where you're going through. And if you're going to watch on demand, you'll also find that via their campus. Our other partner is also Physio Camera, who is bringing the arts to knowledge translation. So our workshops are going to be live illustrated by Physio Camera, um, who is an illustrator from Italy, um, who has been working with us on our long COVID video series. Uh, so if you've seen our video series, you might recognize some of the animations there. And our sponsors, our sponsors are critical here. So we've got Kaiser Permanente, we've got Realize, uh, we have a Visible App, and we also have Timurti Faculty of Medicine uh, at the University of Toronto. Our sponsors have enabled us to pay our speakers living with long COVID, disability, or other healthcare conditions a stipend to recognize their contributions to this forum. So irrespective of the duration of time that they are spending, in terms of preparations or presenting or pre-recording things, everybody is receiving a stipend because we know that people living with energy limiting healthcare conditions may have to prepare and plan an awful lot just to be present on the day and may even have to prepare and plan for the aftermath of being able to participate. And so we are remunerating them and that is what our sponsorships have enabled us to do intentionality starting with the end in mind. Uh, I will say, I have to say it because if you don't say it, people might not do it. Go to longcovid.physio and register for this. Again, it's coming up on September 9th and 10th. And the last thing I want to leave with people is there are opportunities, again, intentionally accessible, there are opportunities for scholarships. Talk about that. Absolutely. So um, our scholarships mean that uh, you do not have to pay to register. Um, that's what a scholarship means. Um, for, if you are living with long COVID, any type of disability, another healthcare condition, or you are living in a low and lower middle income country. So our scholarships are open to hopefully a very large proportion of people. Um, and the reason we've done that is because we want to intentionally make the forum accessible for people that are of different means. So we know that um, uh, there are many reasons why people might not financially be able to afford it. And we don't want that to be a barrier to participation, knowledge, sharing, and being part of the conversation. Excellent. Longcoba.physio. Uh, Darren, thank you on behalf of yourself and everybody else who's put a lot of time and effort and energy and intentionality to creating this forum, as well as the uh, the entire resource of Long COVID Visio. Uh, we have a tradition on the show. It's called the parting shot. It's from our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, just your last chance for a statement, a quote, an idea, a soapbox moment to leave the audience to ponder with or think about. What would you want your parting shot to be today? Oh, my God, you've really caught me on the hoof there, haven't you? Um, my parting shot is that um, the Long COVID Physio International Forum is an opportunity for everybody to be belonging in the space of making sure that rehabilitation is safe for people living with long COVID and other energy limiting healthcare conditions. So if you want to be part of the area of practice that is going to be making the lives of people living with these healthcare conditions better, this is an opportunity to be part of that story from the off. Come participate in the conversation, learn from it, continue it. I think a long-term goal would likely, yes, we would like as many butts in the seats virtually as possible, but what will come after it is probably also something you're thinking about too, in terms of where will this conversation go? What are the connections that will be created? What will they turn into? So uh, well done. Thanks so much for, for jumping on the program and talking about this. And uh, I'll see you on September 9th, bright and early. Thank you very much. Cool.
That's all we need. I'll turn around the audio and I'll share some video clips and then I'll talk to David later on this week and we'll do the same. Amazing. Thank you, Jimmy. Darren Brown, go uh, go have a great day, okay? Thank you. See you soon. Yeah. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Hey, help support the people who support the show, like our friends from Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. You want to open a physical therapy practice? You thinking about selling your practice? Well, you should know this. On average, a private practice that joins the physical network grows more than 40%. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to these industry changes, just visit this, physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. Also, our friends from Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification, in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. It's BFR, as the cool kids are calling it these days. Uh, find out what you need to know to do it the right way in your clinic and the equipment you need to provide it. Find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. This is the PT Pinecast. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.